Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode number 39 of Coaching Connections. On today's episode, we have Coach Kimball McCone of Bernie High School and Coach Brian Molina of Harlingen South. Now, both of these coaches do a phenomenal job with their programs, and they're just good people in general. So I was blessed to have them on the show at the same time. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. Again, this is episode number 39, Kimball McCone, Brian Molina. Let's get after it. Well, coaches, first, let me just say thank you uh, very much. I've had a chance to kind of get to know you guys through coaching. Um, you know, both outstanding coaches uh, and just in general, just good people, you know, good men. So I appreciate you guys taking time out of your schedule to talk about uh, life, talk about hoops and everything else in between. So thank you, guys. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Um, so the summer kind of flew by, right? You know, and and now we're, we're we're already in the mix of things, you know. But during that time where there was so much uncertainty, with, I mean, I guess we're still in that time. But I guess when we were kind of shut down, now, what did you guys do to kind of stay busy, stay engaged, and I guess to kind of pass your time? Go ahead, Coach McComb. Well, you know, I think the first thing is that my wife put me to work. <laughs> uh, doing, doing a lot of honeydews kind of around the house just to, you know, kind of stay active there a little bit. But uh, really just kind of, you know, with basketball-wise, went back and, and, you know, watched some of our film from last year and, you know, seeing where we could improve and, and uh, maybe get a little bit better, you know, some tweaking here and there uh, with the upcoming school year and with our, with our, with our you know, upcoming team. Um, and just try to stay connected to the guys as much as we could. You know, we did some Zoom workouts and, and things like that. And then, you know, when we were able to do strength and conditioning, that was good to kind of get back into it and, and see the guys again in person and, and all that. So uh, just try to stay busy around the house and, um, you know, got a lot done <laughs> for sure. You know, uh, with me, much like Coach McCone, it, it kind of slowed things down for me a little bit. I finally got to catch up with, I guess, with basketball, personal life. Uh, I actually started exercising a little bit more, running in the mornings and doing stuff like that. And uh, I picked up golf. I'm not a very good golfer, but <laughs> it was nice social distancing. I'd go out there and 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 almost every day I'd just go out there and just hack up the course and be out there by myself. It gave me a lot of time to think. Uh uh, basketball wise and, and just, uh, just family wise, uh, it, it gave me a time, gave me a time to just to get away basketball wise. We, uh, we started, a, uh, obviously, uh, it's, it's a new norm for us uh, learning how to communicate through zoom. Uh, we had some, like, like coach McCone that we had, we had some zoom workouts. Uh, we, I meet with the boys probably about twice a week. Uh, we talk about life, uh, mm -hmm. just different things, uh, quotes and stuff like that. Uh, just, just to kind of keep them, keep them going. Uh, as far as, as far as that's concerned, we had strength and conditioning for about three weeks and, you know, the no, nerve wrecking for me, the nerve wrecking thing for me was, how are these guys going to report, you know, cause I haven't seen them since spring break. And, and I was very pleased. I mean, they, they would, they would tell me, they would show me, we had a running app that they would do that they'd be running, but you, you really don't know until you get them there. They, they reported in great shape. They, uh, I felt like those three weeks helped us uh, a little bit, but then, you know, we went right back to uh, home, home workouts and stuff. So I'm pleased. Uh, we had our first week of school this week and, and uh, we had some good workouts uh, via zoom. We had to go back to a lot of stuff that as a coach, I found like I, I, I tend to neglect. Uh, we went back to a lot of just fundamental basketball camp type mm -hmm. drills on, uh, you know, over, over zoom uh, stuff that we, we need uh, that every basketball player needs. Um, and so it, it's, it's been, it's been quite different, but, but, uh, I've gotten to see basketball at, a, at an, on another level, I guess you could say. 
Absolutely. And it's given, I guess we've all kind of done the same, you know, going back to our roots and watching a lot of tape on, on our team, but also a lot of, you know, clinics and, and, right. and getting a chance to see what, you know, just, I guess study more film, you know, we don't always get a chance to do that. Right. And so another thing I noticed during this, like you said, this new norm, you know, I know a lot of the kids that we've had over the years, you know, communication is a skill that, that, that needed improvement. And so, uh, and I'm just talking about in general, you know, not necessarily on the court, but just with people. And so uh, what, what I've noticed is that they've had to, they've been forced to have to learn how to communicate better with, with everybody because you're not face-to-face with your teachers. There's, there's been some mix-ups with schedules. And, you know, we're, we, we've done this thing where um, our campus does uh, synchronous learning. And, um, but, for instance, if you teach Algebra 2, we're going to have Algebra 2 at 2 o'clock and just have 95 kids, all of my classes on one classroom, right? And so every now and then you'll have a class or two that, that um, you know, the schedule classes, you know, the kids will ask me, well, what do I do? I said, well, talk to your two teachers. Let them know, hey, Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so, I have this class at this time. What do you recommend I do? And then they'll, they'll, they'll advise you from there, but you've got to communicate that to them. And, and it's kind of forced them to, to learn to communicate better. And I've noticed that, that it's, been a, it's been a big improvement. And uh, I just told them that this is kind of what college is like. You're responsible for your own learning right now. And, and you're responsible to take it seriously. And, and nobody's going to hold your hand through this. And so, you know, kind of a blessing in disguise in that, in that regard. Yeah, you know, Marcus, we're, we're kind of doing that synchronous learning as well. What, what, what we're doing right now is I have both types of learners. I have in-person learners in my classroom and I have the synchronous learners in my classroom. Uh, and so, you know, like you said, it's, it's their job to come in online and, and do all that stuff and, and uh, you know, be attentive and, and kind of take care of their own stuff. And so we have those, what we call e-learners, and they can have all of their classes. And, and a lot of our guys do that, but then they come up for workouts. Yeah. Uh, they, can, they can come up for the athletic period and, and stuff. So it, you're right. It, it puts a lot of responsibility on them, and it's good to see them kind of growing in that way. You get, it gets them ready for, for life after high school, too. Yeah. You, know, you, you got sure. a boss, you got a professor, whatever it is. Yep. You got a wife. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you definitely got to communicate with the, <laughs> with the wife. <laughs> Let's talk about your childhood a little bit. What did you guys grow up? You know, what was that like? Uh, did you have any influences that, that kind of sent you down this road to want to be a coach and educator? Coach? Um, well, you know, my dad was a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I, I grew up around it. Um, you know, he, he was in you – know, he started as a high school coach and then he went to college and then spent 17 years in the NBA. So, uh, you know, I, I've, I've grown up with it, you know, right in the middle of it. I can remember when I was – when I was growing up and he was at Florida state in, in Georgia, we'd have guys over at the house all the time and stuff. So, I, I mean, I just grew up with it. I mean, it was just like part of our everyday life. It was, it was coaching and, and, and having a relationship with the players and, and things like that. And, and that's what I always wanted to do. You know, I didn't, I never really thought about doing anything else other than coaching basketball. So, uh, you know, obviously my dad, and then you get into the profession, you know, some other people that, and kind of influence your, your thoughts and your ideas and style play and stuff like that. But grew up with it, you know, from day one. And you just kind of always always knew that's what I was going to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's neat that I'm on with Coach McCone. Coach McCone and I have the same path. My, my father's a coach. You know, he's, a, he's in the Texas Hall of Fame. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's a high school coach down here. As a matter of fact, he's still doing it at the Marine Military Academy. That He came out of retirement, and they have him doing that. <laughs> I like it because it keeps him young. I mean, he's, he's in the best shape he's been in a long time, just exercising and, and, and trying to keep up with those cadets. And, 
and stuff like that. But he's been my biggest influence uh, just growing up with him. I've been around the game all my life. Um, I remember being a little five-year-old back in the days when they had those little aluminum chairs and I'd, I'd be underneath just kind of watching the game <laughs> underneath his legs while he's coaching. And, and you know, just seeing the influence that he had uh, on his players. Uh, a lot of his players became coaches. Um, and so just seeing what he did, I think it was a good way for, for – I know me, I wanted to be involved with kids all my life. Uh, be able to influence them in the right way, teach life lessons somehow, some way, and basketball's provided that avenue for me. Um, and so I've just been blessed. Uh, you know, I, I, it's like I said, if I can be half as successful as my father, you know, then, then, then I've done something good. Um, and it's just kind of kept me going. Uh, I, I love the game of basketball. I know, I know that it's probably the, the best, one of the best at-risk programs in high school. Any sport is. You know, it keeps kids coming to school. Yeah. Uh, it keeps them involved. Um, and just having those kids come back and, and visit with you, and and then now I'm I'm blessed. I have two two guys that are that are that play for me that are now my assistant coaches. They're on my staff, nice. and so you know I I tried to tell them, hey, you might want to go where the money's at, but uh, <laughs> you know I guess I guess I guess that didn't work. But I, I'm blessed to have them, and it, and it's funny because I, I'm I'm reaching that point in my career where I'm kind of I'm always I've always been a micromanager when it comes to coaching. Uh, you know, I, I, I like to have be hands on, you know, I, I feel like the best way to do things is, is my way and I'm going to teach it. But I, I, I'm starting to learn that I'm trying to take a couple of steps back and I'm just watching these guys flourish. I know they're going to be good head coaches some days and, and that, that energy level that they bring. And I find that, that even my kids even respond to my assistant coaches. I mean, they respond to me obviously, but they respond to them in a different way. I mean, you know, cause those guys can still, they can still hoop, they can still play. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully if I can influence them as coaches, the way, same way my father did, uh, you know, I'm doing something right. That's great stuff. And, and, you know, kind of going back, I was going to ask this question a little later, but kind of going back to you try to influence them to go where the money's at, right? You know, we, none of us got into this profession to become rich no. and, you know, we, you know, any coach or educator that I've ever met does it because they have a passion for teaching and helping young people, uh, develop, you know, positive <clears throat> influences in their lives and that kind of thing. And so, you know, I think out there there's been a little misconception with, with educators not wanting to go back to work, yada, yada, yada. You know, what are some of the amazing things that you've seen from your fellow teachers and educators where, where you guys are working that, that are just blowing, blowing your mind away? You know, it's just uh, these guys are, are putting in crazy hours and making a lot of sacrifices and, and, and learning new ways to try to reach these kids. And so what are some of the things that you've seen from, from your, your end? Well, I'll tell you what, our, our staff, kind of like you said, I mean, what a, you know, everybody wanted to come back, you know, everybody on staff from, from the math teacher down to all the coaches, you know, everybody really wanted to come back. But I think one of the best things I've seen is what our football coaches are doing. Our head coach, Coach Hendricks, you know, you're really worried about, you know, kids, you know, not necessarily, yeah, we're all worried about, them, you know, getting the virus, but we're really worried about them being in contact with somebody who gets it and then have to go home for 14 days or whatever. And just his organization from how they're doing practice now is just, you know, it's, it, like you said, it's completely different than what the norm is. So, you know, the varsity's practicing by themselves. The JV's practicing them by themselves. The freshmen by themselves. So they're keeping them separate. They've moved some weights outside. So now they're lifting weights outside instead of being indoors. They have a, a whole film area set up underneath the bleachers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where they're, where they're watching film in small groups outside, you know, for no more than 15 minutes. And, and, uh, and then our kids, just their, their ability and their want to, you know, everybody's in a mask and practice. Everybody's wearing the gaiters, you know. 
we don't have to get on to them about it because they want to play so bad, you know, and so they're, they, they understand that this sacrifice is what needs to be made so we can, so we can play. So, you know, that, that's been really, you know, kind of, kind of neat to watch our, our football staff do it completely different than they've ever done it before, but still be successful at it. And so that, you know, so now I'm, I'm kind of, kind of following their path where we're kind of separating our guys as much as we can, you know, not, not practicing all together so that, you know, we can keep those, those groups small in case somebody gets it, it doesn't knock everybody out. Um, and so, you know, just that, that I, I think that's been really, really neat to watch. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing for me is uh, we're starting to come back and I'm starting to see these teachers. Um, I'm, I've never been, I guess, per se tech savvy and, and just seeing the things that they're doing with their classroom. Uh, you know, we're, we're on a canvas platform and of course it helps that I, I work for a very, very good, uh, school district, Harlingen, you know, Harlingen uh, school district is great as far as providing us with, with everything we need to be successful outside of face to face, but, but seeing the way they set up their classrooms, their classes, the way, uh, I've learned that I've met a lot of teachers just through this virtual way that I've never really even talked to in the hallway because they know how to do this platform and they reach out to us and they're kind of helping us out. They let us peek into their classrooms. And so I'm, I'm able to do that. I'm also able to check up on my, on my players, instead of me having to walk to their classrooms, I could check virtually how things are going. And I think one of the biggest thing is what I'm finding out is there's a lot of parents that are teachers on campus that have to deal with, with, with little ones. So they're sitting there teaching their classes as well as helping their little ones do their classes and, and, and juggle that. I'm fortunate. My, my boys are grown up, but, but watching them juggle that, do that, be able to handle that. And, and I've gotten the same vibe from everybody else. Everybody wants to come back. They, they, they wish they were back in the classroom. Uh, they wish we were back to, to, to norm, but the, the new norm has, has kind of elevated us to think outside the box and seeing the way these, these, these uh, teachers have approached outside the box is, is even giving me ideas, what they're doing in the classroom is giving me ideas as far as the basketball court is concerned. And so, uh, so seeing them uh, be successful is commendable. I know it's only the first week, but I mean, uh, uh, pretty much every student on our campus is already logged in and, and, and they're getting going and, and I think just seeing our community and our school come together is, is one thing that, that just kind of blew my mind when, when this virtual thing came into play. No, I, I couldn't agree more with both of you guys. You know, everybody's school looks a little different. You know, uh, everybody's in a different part of the state or country and so how they're operating. So just to see the innovation and, and to see the, uh, the way people are coming together to make it work for their kids because, you know, they, they want to be there for their, for their students. And so it's a beautiful thing to watch happen. And, um, and so I appreciate that insight, guys. So let, let's talk about your coaching journey. You know, where'd you guys start off um, right out of college and, and up until this point in your career? Well, you know, Marcus, I never wanted to be a high school coach. <laughs> and here I am 30 years into it, you know. Um, so I, I, I grew up, you know, my dad was with the Spurs and that brought me to San Antonio. And so I, I went to Churchill High School there. And then I went to Clemson University and was a manager on, on, on their team and then came back to A&M and was getting ready to be the grad assistant for Kermit Davis. Um, and then that kind of fell through. And it was August. I graduated in August, so it was kind of late. And then um, the guys who I student taught for there at Clark, Coach Murphy and Coach Hamilton, they knew a guy down in Uvalde um, that needed an assistance job. And I had no idea where Uvalde was. I mean, I was, you know, basically from San Antonio and I'd never been down west down there. And, and I was like, where is that? Like Houston? 
<laughs> no, it's between here and Del Rio. And uh, so anyway, I got an assistance job down there and, um, you know, met my wife down there. And, you know, you look back at it, you look up and 30 years later, you know, you're still, you're still doing it. So, um, you know, I had a, you know, so I was, I was in the assistant in Uvalde. Then I went to Snook uh, as a head coach for a couple of years. And then uh, back to Uvalde as a head coach. And then um, uh, I got reassigned. Uh, which will wake you up in a hurry, uh, you know, and you, you're thinking that you're, you know, you're pretty good and you might be doing some things you think well, and then all of a sudden your world gets rocked. And, um, you know, that was really a defining moment in my career because I had to take a step back. You know, I was on the, this journey being a head coach at a pretty young age and, and, and all that. And then, I, and then, you know, I knew Coach Leach uh, from just competing against him, and he was the first guy I called. And it just happened to be that he had an assistance job come open. And I moved to Bernie and was his assistant for five years. And then uh, when we split the two schools, you know, he hired me as a head coach at, at Bernie High. So I've been in Bernie now 16 years. Mm -hmm. And this is my 11th year as the head coach. And so, uh, you know, what I thought was probably the worst thing that ever happened to me ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. So, um, you know, I think God just had a plan for me to, to get to Bernie. And I, both of my kids graduated from Bernie High School. And, you know, it's, it's home for us now. So. Um, that's kind of been my journey. A lot of success there, Bernie, as well, Coach. You're doing a great job. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I hear about y'all way down here all the time. <laughs> so you're doing, you're doing, you're doing a great job. Uh, my my journey, I, I guess I followed the pathway. Uh, my first job was a seventh grade B team girls basketball coach. Wow. And and I, I tell you what, I I still talk about that team. I and I enjoyed every bit of it, every second of it. I tell my varsity guys all the time. I said one of my favorite teams are my seventh grade B team girls. I talk about basketball camp every single day. Uh, it, you get to mold them the way you want it to, um, and and we just had a lot of fun with it. Uh, from and that was at, at a middle school. I was actually at the middle school I attended in McAllen uh, at Morris Middle School. So I was fortunate to start there. Uh, I was there for two years, and then uh, Coach Swift, Roy Swift, uh, you know, he, he recently passed, but uh, he hired me as his assistant at, at Westlake, Ohio. I was very fortunate. So uh, I was a JV coach for, for about two years there, and then the next five years I was his assistant. And, and I learned a lot through Coach Swift. He was a great mentor. He, uh, he did a really good job of, make, of keeping me involved. Um, we watched film together. He let me do practice plans together. They even, they even helped let me come up with game plans. Uh, we worked really well together. Um, so I was with him for seven years. And uh, as a matter of fact, he was going to leave. Uh, West, I was at Westico High. And I was going to go with him. We were going to go to McAllen High. But, I mean, just uh, as fate would have it, I got a phone call from Harlingen South, where, not, where I'm at now. And uh, I got a call from Coach Helms, the, the athletic coordinator at that time, just pretty much offering me the job. Just he, the job was open. He, he, he asked me. In a few choice words, Coach Holmes is an awesome man and just said, why the heck haven't I applied for this job? And do I have something against Harlingen South? And I said, well, <laughs> I'm very good at reading job descriptions. And it said head coaching experience needed. And he was like, few choice words. How am I supposed to get head coaching experience if I don't apply to be a head coach? So, uh, <laughs> so he just pretty much called me over, uh, had been following my pathway at, at, at Westico. And he said he wanted somebody at the time I was only 30. And so he, had, he said he wanted somebody young and hungry and, 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 and just gave me my shot. And I've been in a, in a great school district. I have a great superintendent, Dr. Cavazos here, and, and, and a great family here. 
uh, at, here at Harlingen South. And, and, and I love it here. God willing, I'll retire here. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I, I found that uh, when I went to go play college basketball, when I left the Valley, I knew I'm a Valley boy. I want to come back. Yeah. And so being here uh, in the Rio Grande Valley is, is, uh, is just different. Uh, but I love it. I love it. And I, and I love the school that I'm at. Uh, they, they, they take care of me here. They take care of all their employees here. Um, and there's, and so, uh, so that said, I mean, I, that's, that's where I've been. I've been here. I'm starting my, I will be starting God willing my 15th year if we have this season. So, and, and, and hopefully I can retire. Obviously uh, my plans, God willing someday would be an assistant AD, you know, here in about seven or eight more years. And then, and then hope maybe move into an AD uh, type type atmosphere before I retire. But uh, I'm happy and I'm blessed. And it's like Coach, Coach McCone said, I mean, you know, it's things happen for a reason. God has a plan. And, and I, I really believe that God wants me here. And, and, and I'm blessed and, and I'm enjoying every bit of it. It's always refreshing to hear that. And it's, um, you know, you hear people that, that spend almost a lifetime trying to find that home, that place that feels like this is where I want to finish my career. It seems like both of you guys have found, have found that. And, uh, and, I, and I feel like I'm in the same situation where, you know, people ask all the time, you know, would you ever think about going here or, or going there? And I'm, I'm like, heck no. You know, like you said, <laughs> God willing, you know, as long as they want to have me here, you know, I'm going to stay here and, and coach until I'm, I'm ready to stop coaching. And then when that moment yeah, comes – go ahead, Coach. No, I was just going to say, you know, Marcus, I get asked all the time, you know, kind of by young guys, you know, that – you know, and I, and I always try to tell them, it's not about getting that next job and getting that next job and getting that next job and, you know, find a place that you enjoy the people around you, you know, uh, your day-to-day, what's your day-to-day like, you know, not, and not just your staff on, on, you know, in basketball, you know, obviously, you know, we all love basketball and, and, and that's the fun part of the day, but, you know, do you like, you know, the other coaches on staff that you work with, you know, uh, do you like the teachers that, that you teach with, you uh, your administration, you know, the community and things like that. <clears throat> and if you can find that place, you'll find a way to win. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'll find a way to make that job, you know, your job. But if you find that place, then stay there. I mean, you know, and, and that's one of the things I learned from Coach Leach. You know, Coach Leach has been in Bernie like 42 years. Yeah, forever. Um, and in the five years that I spent with him as assistant coach, I learned more in those five years than I did my entire life. With, with anything else. And it wasn't just X and O's. I mean, it was some X and O's, but, you know, how do you treat people, you know, um, you know, forming relationships and, and, and just being okay where you're at, you know, if you're happy, you know, and, and, and I just, I just think, you know, like coach Wayne, he said, he's a, he's a valid boy. That makes total sense to me, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause he's happy down there and he wants to be down there. And, and um, you know, I just, I, I think that's happening. You can find a place that, that you're happy. No matter what you may think about the job or what, you know, can we win or whatever. Yeah, you can win. You'll find a way to win. Um, you know, but just be happy in your day-to-day. For sure. You know, for me, uh, kind of like Molina and you guys, you found that place. This is, I grew up in Winston McCollum as a kid. Right. And, uh, you know, this is where I, the area I grew up in. And so, uh, you know, if I'm able to stay here and give back to these kids and this community, you know, the way it gave back to me, then, you know, that's, that's the plan. You know, and and uh, and so I I found a happy place, and you know, pretty glad that that we can maintain it. You know, yesterday was nine eleven. You know, um, you know, definitely a, a tough time in, in American history. You know, what where were you guys at uh, whenever that happened? What do you remember from that day? 
Well, I was in, um, I was teaching in Uvalde. I was teaching and coaching in Uvalde. And I, I teach government, you know, I, one semester and then economics. So obviously this came up for us yesterday. Uh, and so I told my students, you know, like you said, that's, you, I know where, I mean, that's a, you know, moment that you're going to remember forever. Yeah. Uh, I was in Uvalde teaching and I was actually off that period when it started to happen. And I was in a teacher's lounge and you know, we just happened to like look up at the, you know, back then you had the big TVs that were up on the wall and we just sat there frozen, you know, uh, just kind of watching it. And then I can remember we, we literally sent everybody home. You know, we just, everybody go home, all the kids, we dismissed everybody and uh, went home and kind of stayed glued to the TV for the next 24 hours. But yeah, I was teaching and coaching down in Valley, and, um, you know, my wife was as well. Yeah, I, you know, it's like Coach Cone said, you always know where you were at at that, at that particular time. I was uh, actually, I'd just gotten into my classroom, my anatomy and physiology class there at West Coast High that I was about to teach and uh, an announcement came up with the intercom to turn on their TVs. Like coach said, we had those little, I guess, channel one TVs. Yeah. Now the kids don't know about those anymore. I don't even know. So, so we, we I turned it on and, and we just kind of stayed glued. Uh, uh, we, we stayed, I think we stayed in our, in that one class the whole period. I mean the whole day and it was just kind of, everybody went to lunch and then uh, I think after lunch, everybody kind of went home um, or whatever. And it was just, it was just one of those things that, that I was just in shock. Like coach said, I mean, I think coach had said it best that I was just frozen. We didn't know what to do. I'm like, is this really happening? Is it, is this reality? I mean, you just, you take a step back from your everyday life. And you, like I said, I mean, just kind of pay attention to, to the rest of the world and, and in particular our country. Um, and I, you know, all of a sudden all these millions of questions are coming up in my head and kids are starting to ask questions, you know, well, where do we go from here? What's going to happen? Are we safe? Um, you know, just all kinds of stuff. You just don't know what's going to happen the next day type stuff. So, um, I, yeah, I was, I was teaching at Westego High and, and in my anatomy class and, and, uh, and I'll, I'll never forget where I was at. I was, uh, I was in high school. <laughs> I was, I was in, I was in our athletic period. Um, and I, I remember uh, one of my teammates who, who always knocked off, he, he was never serious. So he came out of the locker room and we're out on the floor shooting around and, and, uh, and, and, um, he's like, Hey, you know, airplane just went through the, the world trade center and we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And he's like, no, no, for real, for real. And, and then, uh, and then coach came out and he, and then he told us what happened and coach was going to practice regardless. I'm, you know, coach Evans, Coach McComb, Randy Evans. Yes, yeah. Right, he, he was he was my high school coach, and he never canceled practice for anything. But uh, yeah. but I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, he said, you know, we're not going to practice today. We'll, we'll we'll go and just kind of get dressed and have some conversation. And and that was that was, and that's when I knew as a as a young seventeen eighteen year old, like okay, you know, this is this is definitely something serious. And 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 the rest of the day was was kind of just like everybody was kind of in zombie mode at school. Even even the kids, you know, everybody was just just there. No, they didn't cancel school or anything, but it was just a, a surreal feeling, you know, across the board for everybody. Um, you well, know, you know, like in kids today, they don't, they don't understand. Kids today, you know, they, they don't understand. Like they know the timeline now. Yeah. You know, but when you were living it, you didn't know what was next. <laughs> no. You know, and, and I mean, nobody, nobody knew. Nobody knew what the time, you know, nobody knew what was, is it over? Is it done? You know? And so I, I told him, I said, it was, it was a really scary time. It was. And my dad was an ex-military guy and he would always tell me stuff, you know, and like, granted, like you, you think San Antonio, we've got how many bases here right? and, and uh, air force and army bases. And so you think, man, you know, 
definitely something to worry about living in a town that's a big military town and is it a potential next target? You know, while you're at school, you don't, you don't, you don't know these things. And you so know. all these millions of things are running through your head as a young person. So, uh, and then obviously learning how to, how to navigate those emotions as a 17 uh, year old was, was definitely different. So um, I appreciate you guys uh, sharing that uh, insight for sure. Let's talk a little bit more, uh, I guess on a happier note, let's talk about some of the, your best, uh, your favorite basketball memories. It could be as a player, as a coach, um, just think back. And I, I know you guys have been coaching for a while and it's probably a million <laughs> ones and it's not always about winning, but just uh, whatever you consider some of your favorite basketball memories. Man, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, coaching my son, you know, I got to coach my son for four years here. You know, I, I think just that four year period uh, was just awesome to be able to share that with him. Uh, it was tough. <laughs> You know, no doubt, but, you know, in the end, I wouldn't have traded it for, for, for anything. Um, you know, so, so that, that number one, I think that's the number one thing that, that stands out. And then, um, you know, I had some really good moments when, when I was with Coach Leach, uh, you know, as, a, as an assistant and then, you know, taking over here as, as a head coach. Um, you know, never made it, you know, the one year that Coach Leach and I made it to state, uh, one year, uh, well, in 2008, I believe it was, um, obviously, you know, that was, that was, a, that was a fun time, fun moment. Um, and then, you know, our, my first year in Bernie, uh, my, or, well, my first year as the head coach at Bernie high, you know, kids, some of, some of the kids chose to come back to Bernie high. A lot of them stayed over at Champion. And so, you know, we just, we kind of had, you know, I don't want to say ragtag, but it was kind of a ragtag group of kids that, that, that came back and we ended up going to the regional tournament. We ended up winning district that year and, and going to the regional tournament. Um, and, and so I felt like that team kind of set us on a, a great path of, you know, winning tradition and, and things like that. So, you know, right off the top of my head, so those are some of the great moments that, that I've had coaching. Yeah, I think with me, uh, same thing, like Coach McComb said, uh, playing for my dad in high school, uh, that, that was um, – that was an experience. Um, I never see my dad, you know, throw people out of practice. I got thrown out twice. I mean, just, <laughs> and I was just like, well, you know, just, uh, just, uh, just uh, playing for him. You know, one thing I respected about him was he's a, he's a great coach, a legendary coach, but, but he coached me as a player and then he was a father at home. Yeah. And so he, he kind of molded that way. And then I was blessed like coach McCone. Uh, I got to coach um, my, one of my sons for three years same thing when traded for the world. Uh, it was difficult. Wanted to make sure that, that, that he earned, uh, you know, everything that he got. And I, and I, I called him in, I told him through my life experiences, through my experiences, what he's about to face. I mean, you know, every time, every time he plays, it's all, we're the coach's son and you know, this type of stuff like that. And going back to when I played for my dad, I, I always felt that pressure. Uh, he always reassured me that, Hey, just be you, do you and, and let your performance um, hand, handle, speak for itself. And he's like, I'll handle anything else. And, and so that, that, that was both, both situations were great and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, I mean, it, it was, it was an awesome experience. Um, and then, you know, as a player, uh, you live and learn. I, I, I went the junior college route, played in Kansas for two years for a great coach, coach Beard, who, who, uh, who I, I really appreciate and enjoyed every minute of it. Probably one of the toughest coaches I've ever played for. Um, but uh, but he he helped me shape shape me to be the player that I am. And also being in Kansas for two years, I knew, oh, man, 
it's like Dorothy said, there's no place like home. I went back in the Valley. <laughs> uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't used to that cold weather and, and the snow and, and it, it was, it was, it was a difficult time, a difficult situation for me. Uh, but, you know, coach, coach Beard there uh, made me feel at home. Um, so his, his wife too, uh, kind of took us all in and, and, you know, cause it, we were pretty much a bunch of Texas kids playing, playing over there. Uh, a lot of, a lot of kids from Dallas, Houston area, uh, we're on that team and, and, and Kansas, that Jayhawk conference is tough. So it, it was, it was good, but I knew I wanted to come back. And, and fortunately I was able to play back here in the Valley at UTPA for my last two years. And, and, uh, and that, that was, a, that was a fun experience, uh, obviously created a lot of good friends and, and, uh, and got to see a lot of things, uh, playing at the D1 level and then, uh, uh, played a little bit in Mexico, um, and just kind of traveled around. Got, I mean, I was still coach Alvarado out there lighting it up. So it's cool. I'm still, I'm still running around in the, in the 35 and older league, still thinking I'm, I'm young, but I, I'm even, uh, even at 35 and older league, those guys are still younger than me. Still, still kind of, kind of getting after it. Um, the probably one of the best teams that I coached was, was, and one thing that I've learned as a coach is, is like, like, like I, I said earlier, the, the real grand Valley is just, it's different. It really is. And when we made our, our, it's just like all the, all the stars aligned when we made that regional tournament run uh, back in 2013. Um, I told the boys when they were juniors that, that the, the regional tournament was moving to the Valley for two years and they were juniors at the time. We won district that year, but I knew that senior year was going to be special. And, and we made a run, uh, got to regional tournament, uh, lost to coach Romine Madison. We lost to them uh, uh, by three in the regional in the regional semifinal. But um, Talking about a dip, different atmosphere, one thing I'll, I'll remember is, is um, I got a phone call from UTPA. That's where, that's where the regional tournament is, and now it's UTRGV. I got a phone call from their assistant AD asking, hey, man, can you do something about your fans? I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> said, Games aren't till tomorrow. They're out here spending the night trying to get tickets for your games. <laughs> I said, man, welcome to Real Grand Valley basketball. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the way it is. And so, you know, God bless those, those, those San Antonio teams, Judson and, and Madison that year. Because I mean, they were, they. I would say the 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 crowd there was like ten percent San Antonio. The rest was all Valley people, and I mean, they turned away about uh, five six hundred people uh, by the start of our game because it was standing room only there in, in, at UTRGV. And just seeing all the, it's one thing about the Valley. One, they'll, they'll get behind the teams that are still left, and just seeing the, how the whole Rio Grande Valley came behind us, it was one of those things that. Uh, I tried to coach as much as I could, but the kids couldn't hear me. It was just yes. so loud. I'm sure we've all been in those type of situations. Yeah. Uh, I was blessed to have a really talented team that had played for me long enough, and two of them had been starting for me since their freshman year. They knew what to do. Yeah. So I just kind of took a step back and let them do, do them, be them, and they've been in every situation possible. And we just enjoyed the moment. I mean, you know, we, we took the lead with about 20 seconds left. Uh, in that game, and I'm thinking, oh wow! I mean, this this is it. You know, usually the Valley teams they get to that regional tournament, and then it's poop, leave a message, you know. But 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 the boys competed. I was very pleased with them, but uh, we just couldn't stop Jamichael Brown. I mean, that guy was he was a remarkable uh, in high school. Yeah, that yeah. guy was just you know my game plan going into that. People always ask me, well, would you do anything different? My game plan was I knew he had a good supporting cast. We we did our best to slow down his supporting cast, and he was going to have to beat us by himself and. Gosh, God bless him. He did. He had 38 that night and <laughs> was hitting threes from dang near half court. And my kids are looking at me and I thought we defend, we had a pretty good defensive team that year and they're looking at me and I'm like, I said, we had a hand in his face. I mean, what more can we do? You know, so 
that that's probably one of the biggest things that 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 sticks out to me uh, as as far as my coaching career is concerned. And and the, when 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 you're down here in the valley and something like that happens, people still talk about it. Mm. And so so it's one of those things that uh, that it hasn't left the school. Um, uh, of course, the expectation here now is regional tournament or bust every year, which is good. Um, that that that's what what I think some of those guys that came before them kind of planted the seed on that. And those are just things that stick out to me as far as a my coaching and playing career is concerned. You know, a lot, a lot of success from both of you guys. Um, and one of the things I've enjoyed as a, as a, as a coach is um, I've seen you guys, like we, we've competed against each other, but I've also had a chance to watch you just as a person in the stands and, and see you guys operating. So you both do a remarkable job with your, with your boys. And so it's been a pleasure to, to watch you work. Hey, on a, on a note real quick, Coach Alvarado, one thing that sticks out to me, is we played against you guys, I guess, at the at Coach Carroll's tournament of South, South Sand. Sand. Yeah. And you guys drummed us. I mean, drummed us. But watching the way you coach and the way you are with your kids, man, it it, it was it was it was lifting to me. It was a really good experience. I'm not just saying that because you had me on your show, <laughs> um, but but the passion you show for your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I could tell that those kids, you could tell in the San Antonio area, weren't the most talented kids, but man, they played their tail off. And, and to me, that's, that's a sign of a great coach. They're well coached. They were disciplined as far as their behavior was concerned, the level that they played at. And then, man, seeing the energy you had, I'm like, oh, God, I need that energy. I mean, you were up and down, hooting, hollering. I thought I was dramatic. Man, you, I mean, you were, playing <laughs> deep, you, were, you were playing defense with them. And I'm like, good God, it's 8 o'clock at night, and this guy's still going strong. So, so man, I commend you on that. And, and that's just one, that's one of the good memories that sticks out to me as a coach, for me as far as learning is concerned. Uh, watching your kids compete and watching the way you handle them is, uh, was a blessing to me. I appreciate that, Coach. I really do. I, and I'm not just saying that because you're saying it again, like you're saying it here on the show, but, but genuinely, I, I do appreciate that. I'm just glad the coaches don't have to play like a little one-on-one game before the game. So, because I think both you guys are probably way better players than I was. <laughs> I'm starting to feel it. I do. I do. I did miss it this summer. Like, I, I try to stay active. You know, obviously with this COVID thing, I, I didn't want to risk it and I didn't. You know, I try to still compete in tournaments and, you know, we travel to Vegas and compete in those tournaments and different things like that. And, and they all went this year. And I said, you know, guys, kind of like I told my boys, I said, I, I know it's getting close to the school year. I don't want to jeopardize anything. Right. You no. Know, and, and I kind of gave them the whole speech, you know, be aware of who you're around. You know, if you want this season to work out for us, we've got to be disciplined and, and, and watch where we're at and who's around us and, and that kind of thing. And so I had, I had to practice what I preach. And so it was hard not playing this, this summer. It was really hard. Yeah, it's, you know, on that level, it's, it's funny because it's even my, my boys upstate, they'll, they'll, I mean, tweeting those guys, they're like, yeah. they, they sit there and they're, and they're, they're, they're like, um, I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine from that, that are not down from here. They, hey, because I'm an assistant volleyball coach too. So they know I can never go to Vegas because I have volleyball season. Yeah. They're like, hey, you don't have volleyball season this year. Come on, man, come fly up here. <laughs> blah blah blah, yada yada yada. We'll run. We'll do this. We need you. And I'm just like, man, as tempting as that sounds, guys, I I just can't do that and then come back and work out my boys and and yeah. and, and 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 just not be there for them. You know, I, my play. It's like I told the guys. I said, you know, my playing days are are gone. I mean, they're 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 gone. I still love to play the game because it's fun. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to play uh, as long as I possibly can. God willing, obviously the level that I play at is a lot slower than what they play at. 
it's funny they we uh, I used to play pickup games when I first got here, and of course it was I was always playing and talking trash and doing all kinds of stuff with those guys. But now it's kind of like, hey, come on, coach, come play. And I'm like, uh, no, because I I'll, I know what I want to do. I used to be able to do it, but now it's just like the body won't respond, and then forget yeah. it. Recovery recovery is not the same way not the same way it used to. You know, when we were younger, we never wanted to come out of games. Now the big question is, okay, I'll go run with y'all. How many guys are we taking? Because I'm not going to sit here and play the whole game. And I'm, we're fighting to come out of games now. And it's yeah. it's just funny. The kids are like, what? You don't want to play? It's not that I want to play. I'm just tired and everything hurts and, and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, no, it's it's been different. Uh, I haven't gotten to play. As a matter of fact, I'm, I haven't gotten to play. I've been – I know this is funny. I don't know if everybody has a gun at their school, but we finally got a gun here at Harlingen South. And uh, so I think I've shot on it more than the boys have. I just come up here and get some shots up because I, I could be up here at campus. They can't. And so I, I've been – I just it's like having a new toy. So I'm just sitting there. As a matter of fact, you know, when we've been here, I'm, I'm going to go get some shots up. But it's it's just one of those things like, that try to keep me active. But I feel you, Coach Alvarado, because I know you still hoop. And, you know, I wanted to play Kinsiga and all those th yeah. things that were coming up. And I didn't get to play this, you know, this past summer because, uh, you know, the COVID and stuff. So I'm trying to practice what I preach like you are. You know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know when that feeling will ever go. I know it will at some point, or or the feeling may not go, but my body will. But like just being in the gym alone, or getting on the gun, or or just just by yourself shooting around. That's still to me like if if I need some kind of therapeutic moment, that's what I'll go do. Just Without get the ball, go to the empty gym, and uh, turn the lights on, and just shoot and think to myself. You know, to that's, me, it's uh, it's therapy. It is. You're right. You're right. It is. I get. I, I I don't know how it is for you all, but this this first week of school has taught me a lot. God didn't build me to be placed in a desk on a computer all day long. I'm just like, I'm going nuts. I, I'll go run and even that's not good enough. So in the afternoon, I'm like, man, I, I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna go get some shots up. I got to do something. I said, you know, I, I, you know, I look up, and I'm like, okay, God, I know, I know what my plan is. And my plan is not to sit behind a desk. I, I God bless the people that work eight to five in, in front of a computer or a desk. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not built that way. I, I, I can't do it. I'm going nuts. I was talking to our volleyball coach yesterday and she was just like, coach, I am going crazy. I said, oh, I thought I was the only one. Like, no, I mean, just sitting there. I'm like, I'm so antsy. I want to get up. I want to do things. We had teacher in service last week. And we were there on there from like eight to four. And I'm like, well, I told our principal, I sent him a text. I said, yo, these coaches aren't built this way. We, we got to do some, some type of activity, do something. Yeah. We can't just sit <laughs> yeah. there. So differentiate it, it, the instruction guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. It's different, but I'm learning a lot about myself in this time as well. No, for sure. Um, I wanted to touch back real quick. I, um, you were talking about playing pickup with the kids and, uh, talking a little smack you know it's fun because now like we have our alumni tournament and not at the, and we've had it since before I was the head coach there but now that I'm the head coach there I, I have graduating seniors that are you know as soon as as soon as graduation's coming they're like coach we're coming for you every year it happens <laughs> every year you know coach we're coming for you and 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 they don't understand like that's like grown man basketball it's a lot different so they usually come out with their buddies and they'll get thrown or run out the gym by 30 um but finally, last last year, essentially you brought that game up where we where we played against each other, Coach Molina. Um, mm -hmm. That group, you know, they're they're about twenty three, twenty two now, and they uh, we met each other in the championship, 
uh, of that alumni tournament, and they and they got us. They got us by a three. Oh no! Yeah, but so you uh, taught them how to play their tail off. So <laughs> yeah, they were getting after it, and uh, and so if I said, no, if we're gonna lose a championship to anybody, you know, I'm glad it was you guys. And so I hate losing, and I, <laughs> specifically to some old players, but but I was proud of them. Coach, I, I cheat. I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm, I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can. We don't have an alumni tournament. We have an alumni game. And what's funny is I don't play in it because, well, I graduated from McCall Memorial. So uh, I've just been blessed to be in Harlingen. But I'll bring back all the old players. They all look forward to playing that. But we always have our faculty game. Yeah. So, and I can never get people to play. Uh, the teachers are like, oh, yeah, I'll play. No, they don't show up. So, I mean, for the last several years, it's been like five or six of us only playing. But what I do instead, because I know if I get the boys' basketball team and the girls' basketball team, she said, we're going to get run out of the gym. There's no way. I mean, there's only two of us that know how to play. The other ones are, we'll just run up for exercise. So what I do is I open up to any senior that wants to play, and I recruit. I'm, I'm, I'm feeding them how great this opportunity is. They yeah. get to be on the court, playing against their teachers, blah, blah, blah. So I'll have about a, at least a 40-people roster of, of seniors. So I tell the kids, I say, guys, sorry, guys, it's easy. Everybody gets four minutes. Well, for the last, what, 14 years, we've been undefeated. And they're like, coach, that's cheating. I said, no, we got to give opportunities to every senior here and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, it's fun. I I do that. That's my uh, bragging right here. Do you want me to edit that game plan out so that way they don't hear it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can edit that. (laughs) I don't want them on that part. (laughs) No, it's fine. You know, no, we have a good uh, time, and, and it's a good way of raising money for our uh, our PTSA. They do a good job here, so they 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 approached me one day, coach. Would you think a faculty basketball game would be a good idea? So yeah, and it's I mean the whole it's it's either be in fifth period math class or English class or whatever class they have, or get to come to the gym and watch their teachers hoop. So hey, two dollars they come in, and it's it's a good fundraising thing. It's a good time. Uh, I know we I know the other teachers or a lot of teachers just uh, need a ice baths and stuff afterwards, but, <laughs> but, it, but it's fun. <laughs> you know, Coach McCone, you guys, uh, I, w- I would assume you guys have a pretty strong alumni backing as well uh, out there in Bernie. You know, we, we, we don't, I was just sitting here thinking while you guys were talking, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, we might want to start something like that. We, we, we don't have any type of alumni game or, or, or tournament or anything like that, but I imagine it would be, you know, highly, you know, okay with the community and stuff. I imagine we could get some people coming back uh, to, to do that. So I was just sitting here while you guys were talking, my wheels were kind of turning like, man, how could I make that happen here? So that's a great idea. That's something that, you know, that, and plus, you know, our, with Champion and, and Bernie, we have kids that, oh, wow, yeah. we have people that graduated from Bernie who have kids that go to Champion. Yeah, yeah. And, you, have, you know, so you have, and then the, you know, the connection with Coach Leach uh, for, for everybody. And then, the, you know, the last 12 years, you know, kind of being uh, separated man I, you know when you mentioned a tournament so y'all have a tournament with yeah. alumni and we raise money so they all gotta they all gotta pay an entry fee the only one that we don't charge yeah. is the uh the incoming uh or the, the ones that just graduated right so if you oh, just graduated you. that team is free everybody else pays the oh, entry cool. fee you know like 350 how many yeah. how many teams do you usually get coach do you have you have uh, a good turnout yeah i mean last well we didn't have one this summer the last summer was it was uh i think 18 boys teams and uh no, the girls' wow. side was a little smaller, but uh, but you know, then you multiply that by three fifty, and then and then you talk about uh, we have concessions and we raise money with the concessions, and then we have a three point shootout, raise money with that, and we have a raffle in the tournament, raise money with the raffle. Then you got to pay to get in the door, so it's just this whole community affair where we're raising money. So we'll take all that money and give back scholarships 
to seniors for awesome. the next year. So I think like last wow. year we gave back like ten grand. You know, Dang, that's awesome. yeah. So it's fun, and uh, you know, it gets the community involved in giving back. And um, wow, that is that is amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, we we I don't I don't think we have that. And what what I do is everybody knows over the Christmas holiday, we of course we have them through social media and stuff. They come in and we we kind of they pay fifteen dollars to get a shirt. Uh, we usually eat afterwards or whatever, and then they uh, uh, I think we go even versus odds. And it's I usually I don't have too many kids that come back and play. That I usually have it's probably about I would say about fifteen to twenty on each team. Yeah, and we make the game we make the game a lot longer. We make it like maybe like a thirty minute half type deal. They just sub five minute, five minutes, and gotcha. we just we just kind of go from there. But man, I, that's that's a good idea. That's that's something. I, Harlingen South's only been here since uh, I guess since about ninety ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, somewhere around there. Harlingen High, we're we're the step we're the stepchild. Harlingen High across, they're they're the yeah that's yeah. Harlingen well, never dies, and it's but, but it's, you got to think like basketball, like a tournament. Like we we also have a. I, I I'm not gonna act like I came, we came up with the idea. You know, we have a softball alumni tournament that's been going forever. But oh, wow. I've noticed that the uh, – like, you can get a lot more people to play softball because it's, it's less physical, right? Yeah. You know, so I've noticed that the 95-ish is probably about the oldest we'll get as far as participants in our alumni tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, I mean, you, you could probably do something very similar. You, you don't, I mean, we don't really go back too far. Now, Harlandale oh, – okay. Excuse me. Harlandale does. You know, they, they do a tournament as well. And, uh, and I, this is why I think you guys and Bernie – I know you guys have a lot of Bernie pride. And, and I know with the champion-Bernie oh, yeah. rivalry you got, uh, like, like we have a, an alumni tournament in July. The next weekend, Harlem to host theirs, right? And then, and then, and then we got c- creative. And then it was like, okay, we're still very competitive. Okay, you take your top four finishers to qualify for this big tournament. Harlem will take the top four finishers. And then we'll meet in what we call the pride of the south, uh, the south side, right? And so we, uh, two weeks later, now those eight teams between Harlem and McCullum alumni – Go go to battle, and then whatever money we make off of that, we'll just split it down the middle and give to the to the overall funds on on both sides. And so, you know, it's wow, that's, man, that's awesome. And that's I think, cool, yeah, I think Bernie idea. Bernie Champion can probably pull something similar off. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we probably yeah. could. <laughs> Dang, that sounds like fun. Yeah, you know, but like I said, you know, we both generate a good amount of money off of that tournament. Like last, like I said, last year we gave about ten grand. I think Harlandale did about the same. And gave wow. back to their to their seniors, uh, who apply for it, write, write an essay, the whole deal. So it's, awesome. it's a good way for them to get back. You guys had, had any opportunity to watch any of these bubble games? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been some yeah, really good I, basketball play, I thought. Man, it's, you know what, Coach? And I'm sure you two can appreciate this. It's like I told people, people are like, oh, man. You know, I've talked to different – I've talked to me. I talked to the coaches, and then I talked to people outside the community. I mean, outside of basketball realm. Like man, you know this virtual thing. It's really cool how they have the thing, coach. I'm loving it. I get to hear the. I get to hear coaching. I get to hear communication. Yeah. I get to hear the players. Uh, they're competing at a high level. I don't have to wait four days before the next game happens. I mean, it's. I mean, to me, I, I'm loving it. It's a. It's a neutral. It's a neutral site. I mean, it's. It everything's great basketball wise, um, but from a coaching point of view, I'm getting to actually hear these coaches communicate and the assistant coaches communicate. And, and, and doing stuff like that. I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Coach McCone, what's your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a – I think the NBA did a great job of setting that up for them, you know, and I think one of the things that, that has stood out to me is how well everybody's shooting the basketball. Yeah. 
you know, and, and I think so, as you guys know, when, you know, as a high school coach, when you're, when you're trying to find a venue to play, like a playoff game or something, one of the things we always talk about is, you know, you got to have a wall, you know, you don't want too far depth perception on the, on the, you know, behind the basket so our shooters can shoot. Well, we, we know you guys that, love to shoot in Bernie, coach. We like to shoot it. Yeah, we like to shoot it. And so, you know, I think that kind of plays into that because they're playing in a smaller venue with, you know, it's the depth perception is not in these large arenas and they're just killing it. I mean, you know, they're just, they're just knocking it, knocking the bottom out of things. And so, um, yeah, you know, it, it's been fun. I don't like the times. I wish they started the first game a little bit later. It seems like I always missed that first game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but, but it's, it's been fun. I'm just glad to have sports back on TV and oh, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to college football today. <laughs> yeah. You know, getting to watch some college football, but, yeah, no, definitely been keeping up with the NBA. Well, what I've also liked to see is like teams like Miami and Boston and Toronto, like kind of kind of the underdog role, but they are fighting tooth and nail yeah, yeah. for and they're scrapping. Or even to watch Denver claw back in that game last night and and, and take that one away from uh, the Clippers on the brink of elimination. I thought that was great. But yeah, just just to watch those underdogs kind of compete. And you get to see firsthand. Like, there's no distractions. It's just the basketball game. You get to see firsthand uh, how talented those guys are. It's it's amazing. Yeah. You know, before we go, let's talk a little bit about some impactful moments in your careers uh, where it goes beyond basketball. You know, um, well, what we do is much more important than the win and loss column. And you don't have to get specific with names and details, yeah. but just something that comes to mind. Uh, you know, with me, it's – it's. Um... It, it sounds funny, but uh, it's 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 weddings, it's uh, it's 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 children, um, and what I mean by that is is seeing my players graduate, and then all of a sudden, you know, that's I know I was a powerful person in their life because I'm I'm getting invited to their weddings, I'm getting invited to their their kids' birthday parties. I know this puts age on me, but I'm heck, their kids have been coming to my basketball camps for you know three or four years already. Um, and then just, just, just kind of watching them grow up and, and influencing some of them enough to even want to be coaches. Um, like you said, I mean, you know, it's the, obviously we're in this profession, not, not for the money and, and them being successful at it. I'm starting to see, I guess I've, there's always been my dad's branches that have branched out. You know, a lot of coaches that players that he coached have become head coaches or successful coaches, but now I'm actually starting to see my little branches starting to, starting to evolve. And, and, and to me, I, I, that, that, that just goes to show you how powerful a coach can be, how, how much of an impact uh, a coach can be. I, I'm sure, um, you know, just like you said with your, your basketball tournament, I think a lot of it, those, those players coming back is because of, of, of who coached them. Um, you know, same thing with you, Coach McCone. I'm sure if you had a tournament, you probably have tons of kids as well. And so those are things that I'm, I'm learning outside of basketball. It's bigger than basketball. Uh, we try to teach life lessons every day. Um, I do, uh, I do two words with Coach, coach uh, Mackey. Uh, he's got a great program, and, and, and we do a lot of that stuff uh, here in Harlingen. We're blessed that, that our athletic director brought that last year. Uh, coach Davies brought that over last year, and, uh, and it's, it's been nothing but success. But uh, I think those are the biggest wins that I see. My boys tell me all the time, man, Coach, how could I ever repay you? Hey, walk across that, walk across that podium and get that degree, and, and that's, big, that's a big enough reward for me. And just seeing those kids come back, Come visit me. Uh, I get in trouble a lot. Coach, there's some kids up here that want to come see you. Can you come up and get them? You know, because everybody, you know, you got to check in now. You got to have ID. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'll be up there. I'll be up there. 
they don't realize that I also have to teach. So they yeah. think they can just come up here at any time. Oh, coach, I'm in, I'm in town. I'm going to come by and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of them uh, take me to lunch, take me to dinner. You know, they won't let me pay that type of yeah. stuff. Oh, coach, you've done everything for me. I'm taking you out. Those to me, those are, those are the things that stand out for me that are bigger than basketball. You know, I think our, our, you know, obviously our relationship with former players, you know, is, is just, you know, it's kind of what it's all about. But, and then also too, though, is that I think that, you know, and Coach Bellina can probably attest to this, as you get older, you know, you, you really do. I know this may sound corny, but you really start kind of wondering about, okay, who's going to take, you know, the realms when we're gone, you know? And so, you know, just really coming up and trying to be influential on young coaches, um, you know, helping them out. You know, and seeing guys like 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 Marcus and like Coach Lacey over at Churchill and just some other guys I have, you know, tight relationships with and just just really watching them grow. Um, and that, that, that's been rewarding for me. And, and maybe not not even in basketball. We have some young guys on staff right now that are heck football coaches or baseball coaches and just, you know, you know, because coaching is coaching. You know, if you can coach, you, 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 you can coach and you can be a good teacher. You can coach. And just trying to help young guys out in the profession, I think, you know, kind of get back a little bit that way. No, absolutely. You know, one thing that sticks out about Coach McCone is he always said, uh, you know, we've played each other several times in different tournaments and whatnot. And, you know, mm -hmm. if you need something, let me know. Always, you know, after a win, after a loss, it's, you know, if you need something, let me know. You know, and so I can I can definitely attest to that, that, that you, you're living by that. And so, so we appreciate that very much. Yeah. You know, speaking on, on younger coaches, any advice? You know, I know there's several first-year head coaches out there that are getting their first opportunities in the middle of a pandemic. You know, <laughs> haven't even met your kids. Half of them are virtual, you know, and trying to navigate through all of this uh, uncertainty because nobody's ever been through this ever. And so uh, any advice you'd give some young coaches, guys, that, uh, that are trying to find their way through this? You know, that, that question – Right there, uh, it, it's it, it's one of those things that I, I think the biggest thing to me, uh, if I, any advice I give my young coaches, the guys that are coming up, is uh, is build relationships. But but I always tell them, I said, you know, build relationships with your kids. If you can win them over that way, uh, my biggest thing is, and I try to do my best to practice what I preach. Uh, I sincerely care about my kids more off the court than I do on the court. And I think that's been the backbone of our success here at Harlingen South. I think that they know that, that I will go to battle for them, uh, that I got their back, but I also show them tough love. Uh, they know full well that, that, that off the court, I'm the coolest guy in the world. They can come here and we can bond in my office and talk and they'll come talk to me about girls and things going on at home or just the stuff that's going on at home. But they know once, once we step foot on that hardwood, uh, it's all business. Yeah. It's, it, it's tough love and, and, and I'm going to get after them. And, and I'm also one of those that, that I, I pick them up at the end too. I, I, I take mental notes that, man, I was, you know, I was a little tough. It's tough to play for me sometimes, especially if you're a point guard, because I expect a lot out of you as a yeah. point guard. Um, and I'm sure you guys, you guys are, are the, are the same way. My but, point guard's figuring it out now. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's funny. No, it's funny. I have, I have a point. It's funny when kids tell you once they graduate. Y'all get that? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll come in and they'll start, coach, you know this, or coach, you know that. I had a point guard. I'll never forget, Joseph Bedford. He – I mean, we didn't – it was funny. Back, back – this was like, gosh, back in when I first started, maybe 2010, somewhere around there. 
And, you know, people used to ask, well, that's a heck of a press offense. I said, well, what did press offense you run? Well, give it to my point guard and get out of the way. Let him do his thing. I mean, I, he was that type of point guard. He was really good. And him and I were best buds his sophomore year, his junior year. But then all of a sudden that, the, that group of seniors graduated and he took over the realms. It was his team his senior year. He's like, Coach, I hated you my senior year. If somebody <laughs> messed up, you were all over me. Why is why is that guy late to class? And I don't know why he's late to class. And I'm like, well, you have to take ownership of your team. It's not my team. It's your team. Yeah. And, and they know they, they know that. They know that. They know playing the point guard position is not, not easy for me because you're the coach on the court. I mean, not only do you have to know the plays, you have to know the plays at every position. You have to know what to do, what not to do. And, yep. and that just came with – it came with uh, with a type of uh, – of ownership that they have to take when it comes to team. I'm sure that you guys are successful. I'm sure you guys have, have something in, in similar in place. Oh, no. uh, but yeah, that's why I tell the young coaches that all I want to do, don't come out there and try to try to change the whole thing. I mean, change sometimes. I mean, if, the, if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. I mean, just kind of keep going with doing what you're doing, but then slowly implement uh, what you want. But my biggest thing is, is kids are smart nowadays. Um, and if you show that you care about them off the court, they're going to do anything you want on the court. They, they're going to trust you, build that trust with you. And, and I, I'm just a big, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, that, it, that basketball uh, has a lot with, with building relationships. And, and uh, that's, that's the advice I give any young coach that, that comes up and talks to me like, coach, man, your, your, your teams defend well, your teams do this, man, your kids shoot threes. I mean, I mean, what drills can I do? I'm like, build relationships with them first. All that basketball stuff will, will be the easy stuff come down the road. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with Coach Molina. I, I think relationships is, is the number one thing that you have to do with your kids. Um, you know, I think maybe 15, 20 years ago, you know, 10 years ago, kids would, would do it just because you told them to do it. You know, uh, nowadays, you know, they question that kind of stuff. You know, they want to know why. Um, and, and they want to know that, that you have their back. You know, they want to know that you, have, that you have a relationship with them. You can still coach them hard. You know, I, I firmly believe you can still coach kids hard. That's not that's, that's not the issue. The issue is, you know, you have a relationship with that kid. Do they understand why you're doing it? Uh, they understand why they're doing this. And so, you know, definitely number one would be relationships. And then, and then number two, what I would tell young coaches is that, and that, and this is what I love about coaching high school basketball, is, you know, we we don't. We don't recruit our, you know, we don't recruit our kids. We don't sign our kids to contracts. You don't go out and 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 bring in who you want to play your style. <laughs> you yeah. know, you kind of have to take your kids and figure out what's the best style for them, yeah. and, and then make them believe in that. Um, and you know what? I'll give you a great example. I was a straight up man to man coach when I was in head coach before I got to Bernie. And in the last you know, 11 seasons, we probably played man-to-man. -man. I could probably count the number of possessions on one hand that we played man because Coach Leach was a 2-3 zone guy, and that fits Bernie. I mean, it just fits. And, and so let's just be the best 2-3 zone team we can be. You know, let's, let's, you know, let's implement some things and make it ours. But that's what fits the community. That's what fits the school. Um, and so, you know, I think for a young coach going in, you know, yeah, you may want to press – 32 minutes, you know, 32 minutes of hell. But if you don't have those athletes, that ain't going to work, nope. um, you know. And so figure out what, what, what your kids can do and, and then help them do that the best they can. But like Coach Williams said, number one, first thing you got to do, you got to have a relationship. You know, uh, just talking about you guys' zone a little bit, uh, Coach Malina, I don't know if you've ever seen Bernie play, but 
but they do a remarkable job with that two three zone and, and they've got some guys that are all about six three six four and, and they're long and it kind of reminds me of a Syracuse type of deal where where, where they, they 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 know what kind of kids they have and, and that zone is perfect for that for their personnel yeah. and they play yeah, well, my, my my wheels are turning over here I'm like man I'm gonna have to hit up coach McCone I, I need to find out about that that two three zone I've never <laughs> been a zone guy I mean hell freaking Alvarado drilled me by 30 I never got out freaking man so I mean it's just that you know it's it's it, we're, we're just uh, I've always been a man-to-man guy and and I'm not afraid to admit some of my weak points I, I've never been around a zone I mean I don't yeah. know how to teach a zone and my thing is I watch a lot of video, uh, you know, on zones and stuff like that. But the primary, my primary thing is I'm watching the way they teach the zone. So I know how to beat the zone because there's yeah, a lot yeah. of zone teams that play down here. And, you know, in, back in high school, it was simple. Okay. Well, they're in a zone, shoot them out. Well, some kids can't do that nowadays. It's like coach said, some days you, some years you have kids that could shoot lights out. And some years you just have kids that couldn't score if you spotted them points. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's just one of those things, and that's why I love about coach, coaching high school basketball. Like Coach McCone said, um, you get to coach the team that you're given. Yep, right. I mean, we can't go out and recruit. We can't go out and I love to have. I mean, Coach, you're sitting there saying six three, six four. I might. I mean, Coach Alvarado, you know, you know us in the valley. I might have one of those guys every three or four years, yeah. and and most of the time they can't run the floor. So it's just, you know, it's, it's small ball. When you say small ball, it is real small ball down here. You know, that regional tournament team that, that I had that year, I mean, we, we averaged about 12 to 15 threes a game. That was the only way we can compete, you know, and, 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 and that's just, and we're usually considered a big team down here in, uh, in the Valley that, you know, Hey man, you you got some big kids. You got like two or three guys over six, one, six, two. I'm like, that's considered big down here. So yeah, yeah I need to end. I, I, I'm, I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to do stuff. And so my wheels have been turning. I've been talking to coaches all. That's one thing that I have done over this uh, quarantine is just, uh, just talk. I'm actually on a thread with, with coach Romine and coach Pete Solis over at, uh, yeah. at, at uh, Laredo Nixon. And we're all like on a group chat and it's just nothing but basketball. I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom. We were getting together we're getting together like once a week talking and it's funny because we, yeah, let's just talk about an hour and three hours later, we're sitting here. I got like four pages of notes and, and it's hard because I'm like, I can't wait to get back to school so I can start implementing this stuff. And it's been, gosh, it's been months since we even get to get back. So, so now I'm on the same page with you, but yeah, just like I'm sitting here thinking, okay, coach McCone, he runs zone. I need to pick his brain about some stuff here. And he stuff does like a, a beautiful job with it. You know, what, what you're saying though is great. I know we're not talking about what, what advice you'd give young coaches, but it's, it's, it's a good point to make that none of us know everything no, and exactly. it's okay to share ideas. And, and we all at some point got it from somebody else and, um, and being able to adapt to your new look within your team and, right. uh, and all of those things are okay. You know, it doesn't have to be set in stone. This is what I know, and this is all I can run, and this is what I'm used to, right? It's okay to yeah. – to, to, that's how you grow, I think, you know. It is. You know, and, and sometimes – Yeah, yeah, like, and, yeah, I'm sorry. And sometimes, too, Marcus, I think you can do information overload, you know, especially when, when, you're, when you're a young coach, you know, because you see so many great things that you want to do. Oh, we want to do this, we want to do that, and then you end up not being very good at anything, yeah. you know, if you're, yeah. if you're not careful, you know. And so, you know, something else I would tell young coaches – Hey, pick out a couple of things that you know your kids can do well, and then maybe try to focus on that. Um, you know, be it often. You know, it's like us with our two-three zone. I mean, 
I mean, when you play us, I mean, you know, <laughs> you play Bernie, you know what you're going to see. I mean, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not trying to disguise it. I mean, you're going to have to play a two, three zone. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, um, and our, my kids now, if, if I told them to go into something else, they'd look at me like, what, what are you trying to do? I mean, don't you want to win the game? You know, we need to get back in our zone. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so that's just how we have it, you know? And so, you know, we'd be, you know, because I think it fits our kids. Like Marcus said, we're long, you know, we, we've got, you know, we got long guards and six, three, six, four, six, five guards. And, um, and, you know, let's get good at, it. you know, let, let's get really, really good at it. And, and so, and that's kind of been the philosophy there. And then plus, you know, if, when you're doing that, and I got this, from, I stole this from Coach Leach. When you're doing that with your defense, then you can you spend a lot of time on offense. You can spend a lot of time shooting the ball <laughs> practice. So that, that's kind of where all that kind yeah. of fits. That's smart <laughs> stuff. That's good yeah. stuff. I mean, that's, you're converting that's, me right now. It fits. <laughs> like I said, it, it fits us. You know, it may not fit anybody else, but yeah. it does fit us. And but so, you found it. You found what works for your yeah. team. And, and yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like you know, Coach McCone said, in, in practice – we're going up against a team that's going to play a zone. I'm trying to simulate that with my second group, and it's horrible. I mean, it, it is like, I, guys, y'all are in a zone. Quit staying, you know, quit doing this, quit doing that. that yeah. They're not going to do that. It's, one of the hardest things for me is simulating a zone in practice. It's yeah. just if we haven't done it, and my kids are so programmed, just like your kids are programmed, my kids are programmed to, uh, you know, just man-to-man uh, -man doing all kinds of stuff. And that, that, that you know, uh, Aside from the X's and O stuff, you know, it's it's kind of like you're throwing a curveball at them, and they're we're sitting here trying to get something out of practice. And I'll go to my assistant coach. I'm like, man, we got to come up with something. I don't care. We got to put on shoes and 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 start playing a zone against these guys. I mean, it might be a slow zone, but but man, we got to give our kids a better look because because our second group's not get our second group is is mixed between a zone and a man, and all of a sudden every offense looks great. And I'm like, it's not going to look great when we play these guys. I know it's not so. <laughs> No, I got you. I feel you. You know, like we're, we, we got some decent size this year and, and we're usually kind of built the way you are, uh, Coach Molina. Uh, but like, you know, uh, that, that kid that, that we played against you guys last year, uh, Coach uh, McCone, number two, now he's grown. So he's about 6'6 six, six now. Uh, and, uh, and then we got a couple other guys that are about 6'4", six, 6'3"-ish, six, um, and that can all run and play and handle the ball and do things like, and this is kind of a new new territory for, for our team. So. Yeah. You know, making little right. tweaks to, to fit them. What was that? And that's the fun part about it. Yeah. And that, that's, the, that's the fun part about coaching is that you get to make those tweaks and stuff as you yeah. see your team, you know, kind of shift, uh, you know, with their size and things like that. And so, to me, that, that's what I love about high school basketball is that, you know, we, we, we don't have to play the same way all the time uh, because our kids are going to be different from year to year. You, you may have your, your base things that you do. Yep. offensively and defensively, you know, but you get to make those tweaks and those adjustments and stuff year to year, depending on, you know, who you have come through that door. So right. um, that, that's, that's, to me, that's the fun part about coaching. Yeah. And I think also one of the things that, that I try to practice what I preach is I know it's a, it's a touchy subject in, in, in school, but, but the boys know where my faith is. Yeah. Uh, they, they know where I stand when it comes to that. Uh, they know that, that I'm blessed in the position that I'm at. I know that, I, I remind them of the blessings that they have for even be able to being able to play the sport. And so I, I've always put faith first and then, you know, building, trying to build that relationships. Um, you know, we start off every practice, every game with, you know, just a moment of silence. I don't put, I don't push religion on them, but they know where I stand. Uh, you know, I tell them it's just time to, we hold hands and, and we circle up. I give them the, you know, our two words for the day, our, 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 our affirmation, 
And it's kind of like, okay, let's just let everything go off the court. Right now it's about us and our bonding time and getting better in the game of basketball. And if they want to use it in prayer like I do, it's fine. If they don't, it's just a moment of silence type stuff. But I think they know where I'm at. I try to – I try to – it's funny because uh, if I try not to cuss, which – but everyone now, now, every now and then one will slip out. But it's to the point to where if one slips out, it's a shock to them. They're like – you know, it's it's one of those things that I'm not saying that I'm a perfect man because I'm far from it, but but I try to to do those kind of things. Uh, you know, so they know my pet peeves. You don't you don't spit on my floor. You don't cuss on my oh, floor. Yeah. I mean, and 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 they they know that. They know that I'm I'm I I go not nuts, but it, it's a big thing to me. It, it's yeah. it's you, you're disrespecting the sport that I love, uh, and and the and where you get to play it. You know, by spitting it on it, and then uh, you know, and then just trying to teach them life lessons through, through language. And it's funny because, you know, I, I've been around and I'm sure you guys have, I've been around kids and then I go talk to their parents and their parents, every other word is a curse word. Everything's just normal. So it's, it's an adjustment for them just to be where we're at right now and doing stuff like that. But I, I think it's like, I, I tell my young coaches, just know where you know, no, let the kids know where you stand and, and, you know, just hopefully you can influence them in that ways. And those are, those are just little things that those are small victories that are going to make you successful. I think. I couldn't agree more, Coach. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you guys, we could probably sit here and talk the rest of the day about <laughs> basketball and, and all of these things. You know, like, for instance, we, we ran a one a one two two three-quarter court, and Coach McComb was the first guy I ever see send somebody to set this ball screen on on our top guy, you know. <laughs> and and the, uh, I was like, what is that? And uh, <laughs> caught us off guard for a second, and I thought, man, that if we ever see that, you know, back of my head this is what we're going to give this a shot so I, th I thought that was amazing um yeah, but like i, I said we can, i just i just wrote that in my notes too okay i'm gonna start <laughs> screening the top guy okay <laughs> and i'm talking way past half court he went and sent somebody over there and it was it was nice um but we like i said we can actually do this. i actually stole that you know good coaches good coaches steal things and so oh, yeah, I stole, yeah you know yeah Absolutely. i saw florida do that um one time and and so that's 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 where i got it from and so you know it's just you know watching a lot of basketball and stealing things you know taking from here and there but uh yeah that was that was uh that was one of the things that just stole yeah. <laughs> i wish i could say i made it up but i didn't <laughs> <laughs> and, and like i'm like i said earlier we kind of we, we got it from somebody at some point somebody else exactly and so uh but we could do this all day but i'm gonna let you guys go i, I want to say thank you I appreciate you guys' uh, insight on everything, you know, your journey, the profession, the love for the game, and love for the kids. And so thank you for what you do. And, uh, and if you guys ever need anything, uh, you know how to get a hold of me. Yeah. yeah same, same here. Thing, thank Marcus. you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You yeah, guys thank stay you for safe. having me, Marcus. This has been great. Nice to meet you, Coach McCone. Uh, hey, he will be give here me a call, me. man. Coach yeah, Molina, sure give me a call. I'd love to sit down and talk. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Uh, God bless you guys. Y'all have a great day. You too, brother. You too.